0: in our society it's really hard because so many people have had just negative experiences with having maybe both parents not there or you know just the struggles of of just the way things are and a lot of times the concept of thinking about God and and he has an inheritance for us it's it's kind of hard to to uh, comprehend and to figure out or to change your heart but you know no matter what our natural inheritance has been, no matter what kind of input or trauma or tragedy has happened to us, God reveals himself as a good father. And there's an ability that we have in him to really begin to trust God more and more, to experience the things that he has for us. I was thinking about, I don't know um, if any of you ever experienced inheritance from the natural, like Maybe gone, someone in your family died, and you're in the will, and they read something. And uh, I was thinking just this morning before I got up about my grandmother, my grandma Bannister, who died when I was 11 years old in the 60s. And I remember after we had buried her, for some reason, we were going to my, my grandma's house, and my grandpa still lived there, and we would go sometimes there, and I'd just cut his lawn for him, and we'd try to help him out. But I remember when we pulled up, there was my aunt's cars were all around, and they had some of them had station wagons, and there was, every car was just loaded with stuff. There was a doll sticking, sticking by the window that my, my sister uh, had always liked because my, my grandma had these collections of dolls. And when we went in the house, we had found out that um, my, my aunts had just divided up all the stuff that they wanted, and their cars were all loaded. And they had in my dad this little box of religious books and Bibles, And um, and you know there was a few uh, there was some shock you know from my dad and uh, about what was going on, but profoundly that little box of Bibles. My first Bible came from my grandma, and it was such an incredible inheritance for me spiritually to read the Word of God and to grow. My grandma probably was a great influence. She wasn't a perfect person. She had some bitterness and different things that she had to work through. Uh, she was crippled, and she had wanted to be healed. And my dad used to take her to different um, healing meetings. And I think at uh, Brother Branham, when he came to San Jose, uh, she, she wanted to go. So my dad took her, and um, she actually got healed of diabetes. But she was kind of angry because she wanted to get, uh, she wanted to be able to walk. She was crippled. But it's it's interesting to just watch uh, her influence spiritually on our family and especially on my father. And I received another bit of inheritance that was natural and spiritual. Right next door to my grandma Bannister lived Odie Gentile, which was Ernest's mother. And because of that connection, my dad really connected in serving Ernest when he first came to San Jose when he left Washington to start a church in San Jose. And my dad was just, in the very beginning, uh, helping him set up a building. I think he, there was some kind of hall in Santa Clara that uh, they rented for a couple of weeks. And my dad helped him get it ready. And through those years, my dad was always kind of like helping Ernest, wherever it was at. And in the 20th Street Church, our, our family cleaned the church for a number of years. And I just uh, became aware of my spiritual inheritance, you know, just through my grandmother through those connections with Ernest, and then in my twenties, making my own decision to uh, go to church. I had been raised in Baptist churches, but to go and uh, and it was in August in, in the seventies where I I went to um, to a church in San Jose where they were currently meeting. It was probably the last three weeks they were there before they were moving again, and I felt like I was home. I felt like wow, all these years to be in different churches and. I'm here under earnest, and I felt like I was home. And i I never forget the the spiritual inheritance that God gives us. They're they're so rich because our spirit is allowed to settle down and to grow in God, to grow in experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit, to be fed the rich word of God, and to see how, over time, it it builds such an incredible foundation inside of us. I love that song we were singing today, that one chorus where it says, a billion failures, a billion of those things have passed away, that through Jesus Christ, you know, our our sins are forgiven, and we have the opportunity to live a new life. We have an opportunity to come into a a spiritual inheritance, an inheritance that uh, affects the way we think, the way we feel, the way we love, the way we we can forgive, the way we can learn to worship. You know, sometimes we're uh, experiencing God, and there's in excitement. Our our soul maybe is in in a place of gratitude because we received an answer to prayer or we see some positive things happening and our our soul uh, is exuberant and it gets into worship. But I love the times where our heart just opens up and our heart connects in worship and we worship God because something's happening deep inside of us. It's not affected by our feelings or our emotions. It's not affected by something good or something that is going to happen or a vacation or a pay raise or a grandchild. But it's because your heart is connected with the living God through Jesus Christ. And you find yourself caught up in worship in this place where something so deep is feeling so connected with God and so satisfied that you can't really put it into words. That's part of our spiritual inheritance. That through Jesus Christ, our spirit is made alive our, and we're connected with God. And uh, through our spirit and our relationship with Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit revealing himself to us, we continue to come into understanding what God has for us here and in our future and in our spiritual lives as God unfolds his gifts, his talents and abilities in us and how God connects with people like the Phillips, and you have seasons and years and uh, generations and, uh, uh, you know, decades with people, and then they move on or you move on. It's just so awesome how God puts the body of Christ together, how he continually builds the local church, and together we come into experiencing our inheritance in him. Some of this is going to be a review if you were here last week, and I just... uh, I just want you to be open to really connecting with God more and more and beginning to understand more and more about your inheritance in him and receiving more of those aspects of inheritance and understanding the depths of inheritance that he has for all of us. The first part of the definition is a legacy or an endowment, a birthright, an estate, something someone who died and left us, you know we have forgiveness in Jesus Christ but we also have a hope we have a hope for our future in this world where things are so uncertain and the times are so uncertain thus those of us who believe in Jesus Christ have something of a security and a hope that God is going to be with us no matter what happens that he's going to make a way for us where the world would be trembling or fearful or anxious because they're not sure what's going on. But God brings an assurance to us through Jesus Christ that, that we are going to make it, and he promises never to leave us. And so one of the great inheritances we have is to not be alone, because the God who created the universe is walking every day with us. The English lexicon definition of inheritance is a share or portion which he's been assigned or granted part And to know each one of you has an individual inheritance, a portion. There's something uniquely uh, designed and comes from God for you personally that it's not like anyone else's. It's tailored uniquely to who you are and how God created you and the gifts and things that he's endowed you with that are part of your life. And some of them you might become aware of, and some of them are yet to be discovered in it and uh, like opening presents at Christmas. You know, the things that that the Lord will reveal to you as you're growing with him and as you're in fellowship with him that bring more joy and allow you to see another aspect of the Holy Spirit in your life as you operate in those gifts and in those abilities. These gifts and abilities, that says they're, Uh, granted to those who are sanctified and that simply is a religious word to being set apart that when you receive Jesus Christ that your spirit is made alive and you have another part of you that comes into into existence and it's your direct connection with God and out of that place the Holy Spirit changes things that you really like to see changed in your life different attitudes anger strongholds different sins that plagued and troubled you that the Holy Spirit is doing a work of sanctification of cleaning you up And making you more holy. Inheritance has to do with things that are promised us. A will is a legal document verifying what has been promised to the one who's named. And in Jesus Christ, he names us as those, his children, who receive his inheritance. Who take his name upon them. Who have the right and ability to use the name of Jesus because you received forgiveness of sin by accepting him taking your sins upon the cross and dying for them. The Bible, especially the New Testament, is Christ's legal document to us, the heirs of all that he has promised. Inheritance is revealed to us when God speaks to our heart by the Holy Spirit. It is our prayer every week and mine during the week is that every time we meet that especially on these sunday worship services that god will reveal something to you that god would speak to you in such a way that it confirms that you're hearing from him that maybe it's a a word of wisdom you need about a decision or confirmation about what he's doing an answer to prayer uh healing something that god is speaking to you also inheritance is, is revealed when you read the bible And verses come alive to you. You know how you're reading along, and sometimes it's something you've read once or twice before, or a number of times, and all of a sudden, it just jumps out at you, and it grips in your heart, and you know, this is now a promise that God has just given to me. And that is a guarantee that whatever God confirms in your heart, he's going to make it a reality. Also, inheritance is revealed when God speaks to you from the prophetic. Be a, maybe a prophetic word, maybe, uh, you know, sometimes we've had, maybe all of you haven't been here, but we've had different presbyteries where people come from the outside, ministers who have the gift of the prophetic, they don't know you, and then when they're praying over you, they're saying things that no one else could know. Those are profound moments. You know, when Dave Sell talked about inheritance just a couple weeks ago, He encouraged all of us to look at the prophetic promises that God's given to us and to keep reading them, keep it before our eyes, because these are promises of what God has promised to give us. It's our inheritance, and he's going to make happen. Well, it's interesting. I was reminded of him telling us that, and this week I was in my office just reading some of of the old prophetic words that I've had since 1989. And Bob McGregor said this to me in 2015. He said, you are going to know the pain of people leaving. And then the Philips tell me they're leaving this week. Ah, thank you for the prophetic word. (laughs) God is faithful. God is good. I want to read the scripture I gave you last week. It was our uh, key verse last week. It's key verses, rather. Acts 26, 17, and 18. At Paul's initial encounter with Jesus Christ, Jesus told Paul, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among all those who are sanctified by faith in Jesus Christ. That promise of inheritance, that promise of turning us from darkness to light, those areas that we're still letting God transform in our lives, moving us out of darkness, moving us out of discouragement and depression and those things that have been traumatic in our life to give us an inheritance, to help us receive something greater than those things that try to uh, put a mark on us and retard our, our growth in God and our understanding of the goodness of God. Inheritance has conditions, our faith and our obedience. Our obedience allowing the Holy Spirit to clean you up being conscious that in your relationship with God and when he's trying to tell you he wants to change something that you really focus on it and you really submit to what God's saying say God I hear what you're saying and you know sometimes when God begins to deal with us and he's revealing something he wants to change that we we look to ourselves like we have to change it well so in so many areas we're so powerless it's taking what he's saying and say, okay, God, you want to change this? Do you want this to be different? Please, work it in my life. I want to submit this to you. I want what you want. And by doing that, we give God permission to do what only he can do. And by walking in obedience, we set ourselves up to receive more of the good things that God has for us. We are setting ourselves up to inherit more of God's goodness. You know, it says that... Um, That Jesus is our attorney. He needs always interceding for us. This is Romans, before God. And it's kind of nice to know that you have an advocate, that you have an attorney going to God, interceding for you in those places that you need someone to have your back. And I think Jesus is probably the best faithful, true attorney that there ever was. And, you know, all of us deal sometimes with thoughts that come against us, accusations about our past or weaknesses that we have. Jesus paid that price for our sins, and he looks at us like we've never sinned. He went to the cross for past, present, and future sins. And now he tells us in Hebrews to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy. He tore the curtain in the temple from top to bottom when Jesus died on the cross showing us that we have access to go into the presence of God in confidence and not to be discouraged about how we feel in times of, of just having negative attitudes, but we can just keep approaching into God, go right into the throne because he looks at you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And sometimes we just need to uh, be aware of that because we're often affected with attitudes and feelings that make us not feel like God loves us or not, make us not feel like he cares about us but that's when the time we need to realize we can go right into the very holy place and talk to God. In Ephesians 1.17, we touched on this last week about prayer opens our eyes to our inheritance. In Ephesians 1.17, Paul's prayer for all who would believe that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Paul's prayer is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to help us come into our places of inheritance that we're not yet aware of. And we need that. We need to know that our prayers are powerful in connecting us to God so that he might reveal to us those places of our spiritual inheritance. And also the natural wisdom and insight we need to make decisions in this life. The spirit of wisdom comes by revelation then the knowledge of God and of him becomes our experience. The Holy Spirit brings these. We can't produce them. It is the Holy Spirit doing his job of bringing from the Father the things that he says to each one of us and then revealing our inheritance to us. As we continue to walk with God, revelation continues to come. Sometimes we get caught up in life and we just go to God when we need something or we're in a desperate place. But if we keep nurturing our conversations with God and our times of reading the Word and our personal fellowship with God, we can um, ease those times when we're in crisis and we feel desperate to get a hold of God and then we feel guilty because we haven't been talking to Him. But as you're walking with Him, you'll find that when the crisis is crisis has come or the, the oppositions of difficult things come you have this faith arises because you've been walking with him and there's this there's this uh, almost like a an excitement comes because you wonder like okay how is he going to deal with this because you've been seeing him deal with things along life's road there's a verse there's this verse of scripture that says then we will know him as we follow on to know him It's that continual process of we've gained this great relationship with God through Jesus Christ and that we are to nurture it so that we can keep experiencing the revelations. Our personal revelation of Jesus Christ and him working in our life is so key. We have to experience God personally. Being enlightened... In Ephesians 1, 18, and, 18 through 20, the eyes of your understanding be enlightening, enlightened. I think we have to always remember that God's ways are so much higher than ours that our ways of even thinking how God's going to figure things out can be different than how he might really do it. And so we have to have um, our understanding enlightened by the Holy Spirit. We need that personal insight that God comes... To let us even recognize those ways when he's doing something, but he's doing it a different way. You know, it's been almost two months since we had the flood in our house, and uh, me and Dory are been beginning to realize the flood has been an incredible blessing because things that uh, under the surface, in between roofs, in between ceilings and floors, there's been things that needed attention. And if we hadn't heard the flood, we wouldn't have seen these things that needed attention. So a lot of times when the crisis has come or the things that happen that you're not expecting, a lot of times good comes out of it because God is working for our good and he knows what needs to happen for us. The enlightened definition. To be informed. Again, the Holy Spirit informs us to be aware. In Christ, we're always becoming aware because God is continually unfolding his will and his plan in our lives and himself. Being educated. The Holy Spirit is constantly educating us about life, about his will, about his will for our life and about the gifts and things that he's put inside of our life. We become knowledgeable, we become learned, we become wise. It's a process of growth in our relationship with God and growing in our inheritance. Enlightened also means illumination. How many times do you feel like the light comes on about something? That's because God has created you in such a way that you can respond and you can receive, and you can receive that knowledge and wisdom that comes from him. There's one more definition from the Greek lexicon. To cause something to be fully known by revealing clearly and in some detail. I love how the Bible verses are alive, that they're active. Jesus said in John sixteen thirteen, He, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, will tell you things to come. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, What is the Lord saying to you? You know, ever ever just stop and think, okay, what are you saying to me, God? You know, sometimes we go through our our prayer list and we're praying for people. We have a lot of good requests and um, you know, things that we're praying for. But how often do we just stop and we try to consider what God's saying to us? Those are key moments in hearing revelation, and hearing what God might be saying to you, receiving maybe a word about an inheritance or something that he's giving us. We have to keep developing our spiritual eyes, being spirit-led, again, recognizing things beyond our natural eyesight. Growing in our spiritual sensitivity to discern the slightest whisper of what the Lord is saying to us. In Ephesians uh, one eighteen, continue that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. A calling. Again, we can be so caught up in our life. We have salvation in Jesus Christ, but it's also considered a calling. You know, there's different uh, levels of calling, full-time ministry, different gifts in the body, different places of service in in ministry in the church or outside the church, maybe evangelism. But it's knowing your calling, having that expanded, having it breathed on. I wasn't always a pastor. um, But watching, looking back and seeing how a calling and an aspect of what God has for us as inheritance, how it increases and it continues in our life. Have you ever asked this? You probably, when you got saved, or you're wondering, maybe even, maybe sometimes wrestling sometimes, being saved and knowing you know God, and yet maybe being frustrated with your call. Asking, Lord, why did you call me? You know, why am, why am I doing this? Why am I going the way you want me to and we know it's because he loves us and he wants us to have eternal life and fellowship with him but i think that question can be asked to know if there's more to whet your appetite in anticipation of deeper gifts and desires that are un- not unlocked yet different places of the fruit of the holy spirit being in your life in the areas of giftings that he wants to awaken Again, that prayer, according to that verse, show me the riches of your inheritance. Show it to me, Lord. These are the prayers you should be praying as we're talking about knowing your inheritance. God, what do you have for me? And don't be afraid of what God has for you because God gives you the grace and the power and ability to use or to receive the inheritance that he has for you and to walk in it. Verse 19 to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards you who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Even praying about your faith, because he's given each one of us a measure of faith that we all have to develop for us to say, God, show us the power in the faith that you've given us. The faith in the inheritance that you have that you want to unfold before us, or to us. Verse 20, which he worked, that power he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Think of it. If Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit, God's power, you don't think he can reveal your inheritance to you? That's the power of God. He wants to see you walking in your inheritance using your inheritance.